Welcome to It Awaits You, a podcast composed of true Southern Gothic tales for the modern age. Welcome to It Awaits You. Our first story focuses on a serial killer and his victims, growing in number as law enforcement quietly investigated the murders for years. It's an unoriginal premise at first glance, but when you peel back the layers, you'll find a twist on the usual horror. This is a story about what happens when half a community is aware of a murderer in their midst, and the other half, blissfully unaware, the two sides living in parallel dimensions, until the line between them starts to blur. To understand the divide between these two realities, you'll begin with a first-hand experience from a victim who almost met her end in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, like many others, out on Seven Bridges Road, On a summer night during the sweltering heat wave of 2008, Lanessa Williams, a 38-year-old woman, was trying to get to a friend's house. She hitched a ride from a street corner on the south side of Rocky Mount. Under the glow of a streetlight, she hopped in the truck of a man she would later describe as a thin black guy with a mustache and glasses. He was brazenly carrying a crack pipe but that wasn't what caught Lanessa's eye. His old black truck had the name Chevrolet, crudely hand-painted on the tailgate in large white block letters. She found this odd, but ignored her gut feeling. The hum of the truck's engine faded into the streets, leaving Rocky Mount. The exhaust slowly dissipated into the humid night, along with any trace of Lanessa. After they started their drive, the man became erratic, speeding through stoplights, and in Lanessa's words, looking crazy. As he traveled farther away from the route to her friend's house, she tried escaping multiple times, at least four from what she remembered. Her captor grew more agitated with each attempt, the lights of the city now a distant and fading blur in the rearview mirror. After demanding sex, he told her point-blank he would kill her and throw her in the Tar River if she didn't do what he said. Eventually, he parked the truck somewhere in an empty landscape. To be cliche, the type of place where no one can hear you scream. Suddenly, the enraged driver decided to get out of the truck. Lanessa's flight response found one last opportunity. She made a break for it, scrambling into a ditch to hide from her attacker. The man searched in frustration for her before driving off into the night. She waited in silence, barely keeping her composure. Later, she was seen by a group of men in a truck as they passed by. Finally, she was able to hitch a ride that was actually safe 
crying all the way. When Lanessa called the Rocky Mount police to tell them what happened, they allegedly told her it was her fault for getting in the car with someone she didn't know. There was no investigation. Little did Lanessa know, over a year later, the same police department would be eager to talk to her as public pressure continued to mount regarding their seemingly delayed investigation of a potential serial killer. The police thought the man who tried to kidnap and assault her could be connected to the other women who went missing or were found murdered along Seven Bridges Road since 2003. Six butchered, strangled, and dragged into the rural abyss where Lanessa found herself hiding that night, and three women missing that shared many similarities with victims already discovered. The task force, in its final form, consisted of local sheriff's departments in three counties, the Rocky Mount Police Department, North Carolina SBI, and the FBI, although it took six years and multiple bodies to get their attention. They were pushed by the families, city councilman Andre Knight, and eventual media interest. The task force urged the public to watch for anyone stopping along the road, but for many in the community, this new attention would be considered too little too late, as this wasn't breaking news to the neighborhood of women being attacked. Alicia Johnson, previously involved in sex work in the same area, said whoever was responsible had, quote unquote, killed the entire neighborhood. It was really very simple. Poor communities knew there was a problem, and they felt the police did too. The media, more privileged residents, the mayor himself, they wouldn't know for quite some time, even if tragically delayed. In the summer of 2009, all of the agencies in the task force, led by Sheriff James Knight, converged in an attempt to find the person responsible in a city that was coming into view of the entire nation. Rocky Mount is a city in northeastern North Carolina of over 55,000 people, split by twin counties, Nash and Edgecombe. The old stereotype is Edgecombe County to the east. That's the wrong side of the tracks, as the saying goes. And to the west, you have Nash County, with a relatively wealthier, wider population. Its segregated nature, while well-documented, has morphed through time and now mirrors a chess pattern more than a clear divide between black and white sides that once existed. And while it has experienced the downturn you would expect in a southern town from the loss of a textile industry, followed by tobacco's departure, NAFTA, the Great Recession, hurricanes, and a pandemic, its history has now turned in a more complex direction. Rocky Mount is expanding and growing, with plenty of investment from outside companies and new life in its downtown neighborhoods. It followed a common pattern for a city in the South, moving from a golden leaf tobacco town in the 60s to a city like all the others suffering from crack in the 80s and now forging a new path into a bright but complicated present. As gentrification and political power grabs continue, vigilant community members are attempting to balance Rocky Mount's future with its past missteps 
a history woven into the rest of the story in upcoming episodes. Outside the city, there's a stretch of solitary road with a series of bridges leading from Rocky Mount to a town called Battleboro, the same road from Lanessa Williams' real-life nightmare. It's lined with fields of tobacco and corn, dense wilderness, and only the occasional home. The grim lure of this road was taking full shape in 2009, becoming known for the bodies abandoned in the woods and swampland lining its path. Specifically, the bodies of black women and one man, who would be portrayed in totality as sex workers, despite also being mothers, daughters, friends, girlfriends, and humans. More potentially connected murders and disappearances would follow. In the final count, a dozen victims are thought to have met their ends on or near this road, at the hands of the same person, usually after being picked up from the Holly Street area downtown or from a shady motel off Highway 301. All of this occurring as Rocky Mount presented itself under the phrase, the city on the rise. Currently, only one of the murders is considered solved, in the official sense, and one man is serving a life sentence after a jury convicted him in less than an hour. He is suspected of the other murders, but has never formally been connected to the crimes. Hopes that he would officially be charged with the other slayings dwindled quickly after the trial. Meanwhile, the case forced into view the reality of how class, race, and gender influence society's perception of the victims of serial killers. Many people claim there was no true action on the part of law enforcement until that summer in 2009, once national media coverage was at its peak. And while that's not entirely true, it was and is an investigation of serial murder in two American realities, Rocky Mount and its twin county setting being an example of this idea. Over a decade after the single murder conviction, what's left to find in the case of the Edgecombe County serial killer? Is there information that hasn't seen the light of day that could potentially confirm or change the current narrative of these murders? It Awaits You presents its first series, Seven Bridges. Come back in one week for episode two, exploring all the murders believed to be connected to the Seven Bridges killer. From there, you'll be led through multiple episodes including the investigation, as well as the life, arrest, and trial of the man convicted for one of the murders. Are there any loose ends to be explored before it's all lost to time? In the meantime, you can find us on social media and get even more content through our Patreon, where your support is very appreciated. If you like this episode and want others to hear about it, Take a moment to follow, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, it awaits you. Mm-hmm.